What is going on lads, it is the Midnight Kid, we are back flying through these podcasts on episode 3 already. If you haven't checked out episode 1 and 2, now's the time to do so because we're going to be touching back over them. I'm joined again of course by the beast that is Weza, the Wezatron. What is up man? I mean, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, I introduced you as friendly Irish. I'll take Beast. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I'm very well, Baz. I'm very well. Good and, uh, stuff. It's very, very cold, fr- uh, uh, cold Thursday evening. Oh, man. Thursday. Lose track of days now. It's, it's snowing. Awful. It's like snowing for the last two days here in Ireland. It's like, I know Game of Thrones is coming back soon, but it's like, Jesus, like, what is going on with the weather? It's like 17 it's... degrees last week. I was out for a jog, and then it's like snowing <laughs> yesterday. So it's like... <laughs> Awful, awful scenes. Exactly. So I do apologize if I'm a bit sniffly because I am a bit like, I feel a bit kind of like head coldy, a bit sick. So um, if I am a bit like sneezy or you hear any strange noises coming tonight, (laughs) that is my excuse. But anyway, let's get straight into it. I want to ask you a question, Wes. It's a two-parter. I want you to tell me what would be your want from Pez 2020's My Club and what would be your need. So one want, one need, both things that would be an improvement for Pez 2020's My Club. Go. Right. Uh, the one change I would want uh, would be uh, an increase to your rewards you get for winning per match. Okay. Because at the moment, I think the system that Pez has is that you you will get a super team together i always call it a super team that's why i used to call it when i was a kid um but you would get a super team together so you have messi ronaldo mbappe all these other players but if you're and again i mean this with the greatest respect to anybody listening but if you're if you're not great at the game but you have all these really good players that you want to play with Mm. if you're not good at the game and you don't win a game and all of your contracts then expire you've got to find either a lot of GP, which not every game will give you, because again, depending on the level of team you play with, it's dependent on how much you get, or you're going to have to use microtransactions, which, or you're going to have to have contract renewal tickets, which I, you know, they're very few and far between. Yeah, they run out eventually. A, like, yeah, they run out eventually. Yeah, you know? um, and I think I think if you have a, some type of increased tier of rewards, so for example, if you had a sliding scale of going, oh, well, actually, you won't fight. You just got goals that game. We'll give you an extra, you know. I don't know. We'll give you an extra 1k per goal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So actually your sliding scale, you know, you know, depending on your goal difference or depending on if maybe even a fair play award or something of that ilk. You know, do something like that as a want. What I need though from Pez is to cut out white benches mm. because they are the bane of my existence. When I want to go in and I want to just play with a two-star team which is for the bronzes or for the silvers, which people who have seen my um my Batter Black series will have seen me play, you know, having two stars and three stars versus ungodly teams at that level because mm. they have had white balls. White and balls I'm playing, age. I'm playing against Robin Van Persie featured, or I'm playing against Klassian Hunter La <laughs> at, at, at level two, and I'm like, come on, give me something, please, give me some respite. And it makes it far harder to play the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it really does. Yeah. It, you know, it really, really does. So I'd say increased rewards is a want, but a need. They have to get rid of white benching. At some stage, it has to go. Yeah, it is a big, it is a big talking point amongst the community, isn't it? Oh, it's huge! You it's know? huge. So you're saying that, gun to the head, you just want white benching gone. Yeah, that's your that's your like ultimate top of the wish list. For you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, apart from the other couple of things that I've mentioned in in previous episodes, yeah. Um, but in terms of if you were to put a gun to my head and go alleviate something for the community white benching would be way up there mm. yeah, that's, you know? I mean it's one that you can't argue with Like I, I can't really argue with that because it is a huge 
it's a huge issue and I think it brings in I think you kind of even before the match is, the match starts there's like a bad negative vibe to the player that you're playing against because it's like oh my god like what are you doing like you're such an actual like such and such or whatever you want to <laughs> whatever you want to call it's, them it's it, it takes me back to a time where you, you would find Lucina Troyore littered on teams on PES 2017. Yeah, it March. takes me back to that. Uh, yeah, it takes God. me back to them, and I'm just like, please, please don't, please don't make me do this. Like, because it, it it does it. Like you said, it puts you in a in a negative place mentally. But then, as soon as you got to play the game, for example, you could end up getting people who are laggy, or you could get something. You know, you get onto what things that happen in the game, and then it really sets your mood off, and you just want to turn the console off and yeah. just there you go. It, for the rest of the month. It gets in your head what, like, what, when somebody is resorting to doing that and they're making an oh, active yeah. decision to do that. So somebody is going to really have to go out of their way to have a white bench or to have three or four white players in their squad. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know, what I mean? it's mm-hmm. not going to happen by accident because it costs nearly the same to give back, you know, the contract of a bronze player or a gold player. There's very little in the difference in GP to get them back over per game in the GP. Mm-hmm. So. I agree with you, what man. About that's, you? A, that's a huge... What about you? What would you, uh, what would you take out? Well, I'm going to go back to the, the original point that I had in episode two of the podcast. So if you haven't heard that and you want to get the introduction of it, now is the time to, to go. We'll wait here. We'll wait here in yep, silence. We'll just wait. We'll wait. We'll, we'll give wait. you 10 seconds. Yeah. So go back and uh, listen to that and see see what you think. <laughs> but we pretty much, I just touched on some sort of a claim system or some sort of, I suppose, club rank rather than just buying the best players, getting the best players and, and slotting them into your team without any penalty or without any bedding in period or pretty much, I mean, it is it is a possibility that somebody could buy the game and uh, have Pez for maybe less than a week, open a couple of balls, buy a couple of coins and they could pretty much have six, seven absolute beasts. I mean, that's not to mention any of the pre-order bonuses. It's not to mention the veteran bonuses that you get, which for... Yeah. If somebody's listened to this and they're not a massive fan of my club or they don't play my club that much, pretty much what it means is you get players based on your team in the previous game. So mm-hmm. I'm right in saying that, aren't I, Wes? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. normally it's if you've got two two ninety plus players rated in your club, you normally get kind of a couple of spins as like opening or a couple of packs as an opening uh, kind of bonus back into the game as a thank you for your support yeah. for the year before and stuff. So yeah, you're pretty much if you get the legend edition, you're going to get like you're going to get at least three or four good players and at least two or three absolute like you know unstoppable players. So um, what I would like to see is just to expand on that point I made in the last episode, is to kind of have some sort of system where you can have all these players in your squad, but they're not actually going to function... They're not going to function to their best of their ability until your club is kind of at a position where you've won a couple of games, you've maybe got promoted a division or two, and similar to how the manager player costs work. Just like that, except that each club has a club cost or whatever you want to call it just to keep it as simplified as possible so that if I'm a level 3 club and I've only won mm-hmm. 20 matches out of 50 and I get a level 5 player or a level 6 player or whatever way you wanted to, to rank it I can't actually put him into the into the squad and he's going to be slapping in the goals for me there might you know there might be I don't know how I don't I haven't really thought this through that much but like <laughs> would you would you like really you couldn't tell <laughs> would you um I know what I'm trying to say, but would you would you make it impact that say I get Ronaldo level Ronaldo's like an elite player, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and he's a level five player, and my club is at level three. Could I play Ronaldo? And he just wouldn't function. Like, would he be like playing with like if he was team spirit like fifty or sixty? Like, you know, would you actually, or would you just like grey him out and not be able to actually put him into your club? Would you actually? Probably the better option would be to let players use him, but he, that he wouldn't function within the tactics or the formation as good as somebody that's under the cap. Similar mm, to how it mm. works now, but obviously now. Uh, no, I would. I would have it where you'd restrict him. You'd have him kind of locked off in a bin until okay, cool. yeah. until you got to that stage. Because then, not only that, are you you're training the players that you have, so you're you know you're you're building up silver players or bronze players or whoever, but you're you're having to gradually grind up your your team. Yeah. You can't just slap it in and go, oh, okay, great, we've got Ronaldo. We'll just put him in against somebody who's you know similarly rated. Just a quick point: is that your want or is that your need? <sighs> That's my want, I suppose. That's my what's, what's your what's your need then? My need would be pretty much my need would have to be the versus the calm. That's that's my biggest thing. When I'm playing co-op and I've played over 800 games of co-op mm-hmm. and I see it's flash up that it's only after matching with one player. Mm-hmm. Swear I just want to put down the controller like I actually I actually have no interest in playing the match even if I'm even if I win it. It doesn't give me any satisfaction. Um yeah. That would be my need. That's a massive thing that I think Ooh, they need to yeah. look at. Because it just opens up so many possibilities, Wes. Do you know, it, it just opens up so many things that people can make their own content. It opens up that different type of engagement with with people if you're streaming it or if you're playing amongst your friends or whatever. Um, you know, and then obviously if, if, if it was a thing that they could just look into something like that, like taking the calm out, seeing that it wasn't going to be going to be that useful to people if they wanted to play a co-op mode uh, maybe just have different tiered rankings or different matchmaking that these people that want to play with the com they can still do that but they're never going to match up with real people so again i suppose it's just about it's just about my my need um i think that would be a really important one for pez 2020 it would give it a nice a nice spin yeah, I think I think we've got both got very very good uh, very good opening gambits there for uh, for a want and a need. We'll leave it for, open on uh, Twitter. I'm going to do a poll when this goes live. <laughs> which wish list? One thing you can change, community for Pez 2020 guaranteed. Is it going to be remove white benchers? Or oh. oh, or else is it going to be <laughs> remove playing with playing versus the calm? That's going to be that is going to be tight. A lot. You'll, yeah, that'll be a that'll be a tight poll. That yeah. will be a very very tight poll. I think you'll have a lot of the co-op players going, "Yep, we want it removed," and then you'll have a lot of people who are one v one going, "We want white benching removed." I'm I think that'll be. Gonna, a, I am actually looking forward to the results of that. That'll be a very hotly contested one, and and plus, then we can we can then I can then lord it over you in episode four. <laughs> we can revisit it in episode four, and the chat. <laughs> whoever's listening to this tonight can get in touch with some sort of statement that will need to be made as a like I suppose whoever loses because I reckon that more people are going to like going to want what I am saying you're going to stick you're going to stick to your guns and say that people (laughs) would prefer to get rid of white benchers than get rid of the first playing against the comp that's a you're a brave man yeah do you know why I say that because white benching white benching has been longer a problem than playing against them versus comp that's fair enough I'd say that there's my logic. So, are you, are you te- <laughs> is that are you wishful thinking now, or is that a well thought out logic? I think that's a well thought out logic. Are you team? Are you team? Are you team Wes? Are you team Baz? That's, yeah. that's that's Left. all I want to know. Hashtag hashtag <laughs> hashtag team Baz hashtag team Wes. 
Well, speaking speaking of teams, speaking of new things happening uh, today is the uh, is the well. By the time this has gone out, it will have been out for a week. But Data Pack Five dropped today. Yeah, so uh, thoughts, Bass? Thoughts? I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of uh, discussion. Let's call it on Twitter. Some people are kind of some people are complaining about it. Some people are saying that it's not a big enough update. I think what they've done and what they've brought out, the faces look incredible. I think you know updating the 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 two leagues the Chinese league specifically with the kits and stuff Argentina have got a load of kits I don't even have this in front of me I'm just remembering what, they, what I'm just like thinking it so I could be wrong in a lot of what I'm saying but usually I'll uh, I have a good memory so they have like Colombia has all their new kits Argentina have their new home kit um, there's a couple of additions obviously to the players in the match screens you know like the little avatars that they have with the real faces there's a couple of changes there mm-hmm. um. I've seen a lot of people go on about, you know, a couple of the players with their faces and stuff. They've got, like, their new tattoos and additional yep. tattoos and additional top-ups and stuff with their with their mm-hmm. hair colour and their hair style and all that. Yep. In terms of, like, a content, is it going to add... Is it going to add, like, hours and hours and hours onto the gameplay? Probably not. But then again, it's April. You know, we're going to be... We're less than probably two months away from E3, so... I don't know what people were expecting. You know, am I being, am I being a bit of a, am I being a bit like stupid to say that? Like, am I being a bit like kind of? I, I don't, I don't think you are. I think, I think, I think logically, like you said, it's it's what it's April. Normally, the hype for kind of the next game is kind of May June yes, time yeah. is when it starts. So, I suppose this, I suppose Data Pack Five is almost a little bit almost a little bit lip service to the community maybe yeah but i think i think also at the same time though um i think it's kind of it, it has the ability to 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 polarize opinion which is what it has done mm. you know granted some of the player faces are amazing um if you want to take a look at one of them and again this is probably personal to me but if you look at a before and after shot of jack Grealish, yeah unbelievable isn't it it's it's it it, it it just blows my mind yeah, that the they've nailed ridiculous. that completely. But the, again, the the you know the kind of the, the getting the kits in and things like that. You're like, yeah, okay. Is like you said, is it really going to do much to it? I think, I think the key thing for people, I think they were maybe looking for um, tweaks on gameplay because yeah. I, again, I've seen a lot of chatter over Twitter, as I'm sure you have. Obviously, mm-hmm. being part of Pez Universe, you see a lot of what people are saying and a lot of what people are you know are, are thinking and and a lot of the talk from dp4 would be that there's something that's fundamentally changed in the game you know for example i myself have kind of turned off the game for a little bit because it it just wasn't it wasn't sticking with me yeah you know it, it really wasn't uh, you know I, I will pick it back up at some stage there is no no doubt about that However, at the moment, I'm very much like, ah, it's hands off. I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to let it sit there for a bit, let it marinate, and I'll come back to it. Um, mm. and, I, and I think, though, they've not listed any gameplay changes, uh, apart from, I think it was changing the advanced shooting to, or the changing the advanced shoot bar on the bars. Oh, yeah. And granted, that's great for if you're a full manual league player because I, I know obviously they, they weren't able to tell whether players had changed their um their their actual settings or anything and i know that's yeah. a very a very niche thing to sort out it but, is, it is. you know full manual community is actually quite prominent yeah. i have seen this a lot you know there are quite a few full manual players out there who who enjoy playing the game which is great but i think more people are expecting oh we've 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 changed this animation we've changed that and like you said we are you know six seven months into the game 
the hype for the new ones pretty much starting, you would probably suggest that maybe PES 2020 is in the, its final stages of being ready for early build yeah. in terms of the actual kind of taking it into a, a, a kind of a getting people to play test it and things like that. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. I suppose maybe the expectation was set a bit high, but I don't. I, I, I suppose it's not. I suppose maybe the data pack has not landed necessarily where people thought it was going to land. Yeah. Normally they associate data packs with big changes. And because it's more of an aesthetic change, I think that's why people are kind of a little bit lukewarm on it. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that it's actually called like a data pack rather than, you know, Konami coming out and saying, well, there's going to be five key updates throughout the year where we're going to be taking on feedback from everyone in regards to gameplay, in regards to everything, as well as add new faces and stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of... I don't think that they're... they're you know, I don't think that the gameplay... I suppose just to tie it back in, DP4 for me personally nearly actually killed the game for me. Um, mm. I've been playing, like I've playing, I play co-op. I've streamed a couple of times with my brother. Any stream I do on the Pez Universe Twitch is usually co-op because yeah. I just can't get my, I can't get around. I I don't want to. Basically, what it is is that I don't want to sit there playing one v one when I know I can just play with my brother and play co-op because I enjoy yeah. co-op much more it's it's a more sociable thing I enjoy yeah. the wins more I don't mind the losses as much um, and I know a lot of people have obviously you're playing in the 10 v 10 league I see a lot of mm-hmm. people create their own content that has a co-op factor yeah. about it and that's I suppose just on my end I've been really really vocal um, trying to get co-op to be a proper mode going forward not just kind of like something that's tacked on and that it's left for like two or three years which probably ties into my point about the the common stuff playing versus yeah. the com but anyway i digress but dp4 for me i found before dp4 and i know i'm just after saying that you know dp4 stands for data pack and it's not so much as gameplay something definitely triggered for me where i just could not defend in it and I was going from games where I would be playing with my brother, playing against level 99 guys, like in co-op, and we would be beating them 4 5 nil, like complete shutout. Now, I have a B-squad. They had B-squads, but it was just the fact that I was able to respond better with my defenders. I was able to just shut them out. I was able to counter-attack perfectly. We were winning like yeah. 10, 15 games in a row, then we might have a draw. 10, 15 games in a row, then we might lose. And we were always there, thereabouts. Once DP4 launched... I probably lost more games in a week than we had in about three months of playing co-op. So mm. I know you might be saying like, oh, well, maybe it's in your head. Maybe it's a placebo effect. Maybe it's, you know, this or that. I changed my connection settings. I rebooted everything. Everything was set up. I was like <laughs> second guessing myself how I was playing the game. Yeah. And my brother then, which is going to really throw things in a spanner in the works, he thought the game was fine. He thought it was just like me <laughs> overanalyzing my passes, saying like, oh, but you made that mistake before. And it probably goes back to even episode one when me and you talked about, we talked about a little, like obviously we mentioned momentum and the way that people can get it into their heads that yep. if something happens, you made a really good point, that if something happens that's unexplainable or the chances of it happening are happening two or three times, in the same game you're kind of thinking hold on a second there's something amiss here with this game like it's it's playing weird yeah i think i was kind of getting into that zone where it was like i was making passes that weren't getting through but when we were four or five nil up i was still making those passes that weren't getting through and that's what my brother was saying to me 
it was only for it was only for the first week of DP4 that I found that I was struggling after that it was grand it was fine I've had Mm. no issues over the last month at all including today when I turned it on with DP5 so was it that there was more people on playing it that the systems were kind of overloaded a little bit that there was more stuff going on behind the, the systems or whatever um, yeah, well, I think for me, I think it, it's. Uh, I think when you mentioned that point there, you just. You, I'll just catch on to the end of that point where you were talking about. Oh well, I don't know if there was enough people. You know, whether there was too many people to you know playing and things, yeah. things like that. That should never ever come into the realm of. That's the reason why the game plays well. Yeah, the well. core gameplay like. should, should should never yeah. ever be a part of the conversation. It shouldn't be. Oh, okay. Well, it's a quiet period. Therefore, <laughs> the game plays amazing. I think I think today I think there's obviously been quite a few people. Obviously, by the time this has been out, it's been a week. So at the time of recording, because I, I I hear that a lot on podcasts, so I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> at the time of recording, now, was I? Uh, yeah, I know. I've got it. I've got it <laughs> you know, um, at the time of recording, everyone's kind of looking at it going. Actually, tentatively, it looks like something may have changed again. Okay. And, but then people are then using the caveat of, "Well, wait until the servers get busy." and see what happens yeah that that for me in 2019 should not be a defining characteristic of whether a game plays well or not is to go all oh, the servers are the servers are overloaded yeah you know i, well, I, I, I know it myself like i know it myself i it like once i got that idea in my head oh there was nothing to shake you there was nothing there, to shake a, it like it was yeah. literally every pass i made i could make five passes and they would be crisp perfect and then the one pass that i'd make the wrong motion or I'd choose the wrong man to pass it to or I'd pass it to a man that was his back was turned or whatever I was like oh sure look how are we supposed to win in this match like sure it's pure bullshit like do you know and it was yeah. kind of well, for, for me for me when we first or for me when I first started playing post 2019 I had a, I mean I, I now look back on it and I've kind of kind of backwards engineered my own thinking at the start when people were talking about oh well this this gameplay is a bit delayed it's but there's a responsiveness in there I used to be oh do you know what that's just the fatigue thing that they've brought in that's yeah. just you know, that's just the way it is now looking back on it I'm like actually was there issues in the beginning did it get solved DP2 DP3 and then DP4 it's come back yeah, yeah but uh, but I suppose this game gets you out over analyzing everything uh, I think I think there's there's a there's a placebo effect to be had on both ends you can easily turn around and go like you for example ah oh, that pass has gone look at that that's yeah. that's the game doing that and the placebo effect of that is, is you thinking well the game's engineering this for me whereas if something's going good again you could turn around and go oh the game playing brilliantly it's doing exactly what i wanted to do yeah whereas exactly. actually the game the game could be doing exactly what it was doing before it's just you've had a change of mentality yeah and all of a sudden you're, you're playing better than you were before so i think i think placebos in well placebos especially in gameplay and in games i think i think they're a very, very powerful thing to have and i think in terms of the the kind of the barometer of whether it's good or bad it can swing very wildly depending on your actual mood oh definitely uh, yeah you know definitely um, like if you play if you're having a bad day and you try play pez like it will actually make you smash your controller the same way as any game like i yes. i had to turn off apex legends there last week because i just literally could not i could not get a kill in it for no matter what i was doing and i've played hours and hours and hours of it and i re- i really liked the game but i just had to turn it off i had to walk away from it because i was like i'm actually going to either break my hand hitting the wall here or else I'm going to throw the controller and smash that on the floor if I play one more round of this. So uh-huh. I I agree with you. I mean, I think that people that don't... I think people have a hard time accepting that sometimes they make the wrong pass, sometimes they make the wrong decision, and then 
just when you kind of get out of that cycle of thinking that and you try to analyze yourself and you're saying oh well, just maybe I'm just maybe not that good at this game and maybe I was getting some good victories before but I think something happens then that like shouldn't happen but yeah. that's the case of anything I mean it's like you know Spurs were playing Liverpool the other day and potentially what could have been the title decider could you have foreseen something like that happening in that match before the game was on or could you have oh, foreseen yeah, no. do you know what I'm saying and it's like if that was actually replicated in Pez you would say that was 100% <laughs> script or yeah. not in yeah, my favour or whatever and it yeah. does happen yeah. in real life as well so yeah. I yeah. think your point about I think fatigue and placebo effect kind of runs hand in hand because you're talking about playing a game for the last seven months Mm-hmm. With the same input, but the button inputs, the same movements, the same dribbles, the same shooting mechanics, everything, and you're pounding hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of the same gameplay. Of course, it's going to get repetitive. Of course, you're going to get fatigued, like about it. No matter how much you love playing it, there is going to be a game that can set you over the edge simply because you're going to see things. Like I often say, we're we're like the best game testers ever but we have seven months to test the game because at the end like right now where we are we know exactly every single problem that's with the mm-hmm. PES gameplay but sure it's easy for us you know not easy but it is easier for us to know it because we, we're after pounding the gameplay for the last seven months so oh yeah 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 well speak, speaking of frustrations speaking of uh of people who might be slightly frustrated as of today like i said a couple of weeks this you know this sort of gone out um but obviously today there's obviously the release of of my club legends oh yes um this is now, be a hot topic. i have i have seen a lot of arsenal fans <laughs> who are uh, raging with the overalls yeah with yeah. the overalls when you consider the history in the game that some of those players have you've got Emmanuel Petit you've got Gilberto Silva you've got Sol Campbell you've got Freddie Jungberg you've got Robert Perez and some of the overalls are, I and again this again very neatly links back to the point in you know episode 2 where we're talking about how legends have been diminished yeah Jesus Definitely. you know you've got you've got world cup winners you've got um, the invincibles you've got you know you've got doubles winners you've got these types of players and yet they're very very lowly rated compared yeah. to where they actually should be uh, I, I don't know your take on it my personal take is should be rated far higher than what they are yeah. purely because I have very good memories of that era of Arsenal and Sol Campbell for me was one of the best defenders in the country by a country mile you know, you had Robert Perez, who's one of the best left wingers I've seen. You had Emmanuel Petit, who could hold a midfield like anybody like anybody I've seen before. Same goes for Gilberto Silva. Freddie Jungberg, meh. Yeah, little bit, little bit lukewarm. Had a decent haircut, but he was still <laughs> he was still very good. But the the caliber of those players does not befit the ratings that they've got. Yeah. Well, like when you're looking at somebody like you're looking like somebody like Saul Campbell. Yes, he was one of the best. <laughs> center defenders you know for you know consistently for a couple of years he wasn't just one of these guys that that did it for one or two seasons and that was it like he was part of one of the best ever english sides plus arsenal partner club you know that kind of way where they have these legends in so you would have been thinking well if anything he's going to be starting off at maybe i don't know would you put him at an 87 88 it's it's you know it's it's maybe a bit high but he's starting off at 84 at level 30 
like I know people will say that like I could argue back I'm going to just I'm going to be on the opposite side of the coin tonight right Oh come on! I'm then. going to call out some stats to you here because I have Sol Campbell <laughs> up in front of me. Forget about his overall rating, okay? Yeah. His he's I'm going to call out his top. We'll say we'll top his top six stats that I think are impressive. Okay. Fully maxed out or level thirty? Which do you want? Uh, we'll take level thirty okay. just for, for balance. Level thirty, so you get Sol Campbell. You spin him. You're lucky enough to yep. slot him into your team without any training. Okay, we're looking at well, first of all. He's got a header, 88 overall, heading. Mm-hmm. Defensive prowess is 88 as well. And his mm-hmm. ball winning is 90. Now, mm-hmm. here's where it gets interesting. His physical contact is 95. Ooh, wow. His speed okay. is 84. Mm-hmm. And he has an overall rating of 84. So, I think he sounds like, based on those five stats, he sounds pretty beastly. Yeah, and... and- and and I suppose this goes back to and I, I you know uh, I I have a lot of time for Spooky. He's obviously a friend of a friend of Pez Universe. Yeah. I've seen him on Twitter a lot. <laughs> uh, he, he's kind of re-engineered my thinking in terms of overalls. Yeah. And but I suppose even then, you know, if you were to look at the individual stats, yes, he's br- you know those those four or five stats that you've listed off there, very good, very very good defender. But I still believe that these guys are getting diminished from, from where we're at. Yeah. You know, nobody's looking at it now and going, oh, geez, I, you know, I'll get Sol Campbell and then I'll play him straight off the bat. They're going to go, well, actually, no, I've got featured DeLitt, I've got featured Koulibaly, I've got featured Van Dyke. Oh, actually, I don't need Sol Campbell. I'll just feed him to one of them. Yeah. I, that that shouldn't be it. That shouldn't be it. I mean, you know, if you look at Robert Pires, again, again, like I said, one of the best left-wingers out there or was out there, you know, um, and and I just I just can't understand where the logic is of putting them in at that entry level or putting them in at that entry level of a player. You know, for me, yeah. those 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 five players there are black ball players. Yeah. No matter which way you cut it, Campbell, I agree with def- you. Campbell, Campbell, definitely Petit World Cup winner, World Cup winner in France '98. Gilberto yeah. Silva, part of that golden age of Brazilian football. You've got uh, yeah, quite rightly won a World Cup. Perez won the World Cup as well, didn't he that year? Uh, Perez won the World Cup and uh, Euro two thousand. Yeah, yeah, it was Euro two thousand. Yeah, because yeah. that that was the Trezeguet uh, scored against Italy. Mm. It's the gold, golden goal winner. Um, Jungberg, I maybe is the only one I'd probably question. I'd probably say if you're going to put if you get any, any legend, if you're going to put them in, it should be an eight. For those players, at least entry level, at least at an eighty-five. Yeah. For what they accomplished in the English game, there shouldn't even be an, an argument or discussion about it. Yeah. I'd, I'd say if you were looking at peak Beckham, for example, if you take Scholes or Beckham or Gerrard or any of the other English uh, English uh, legends there are, what separates them from those guys? Mm. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And and that's that that would be my clincher because okay, yeah, Gerrard won a Europe. Gerard won a European Cup. He won several cups at Liverpool. Fair enough. Scolzi, granted, won a load of titles, but so did Arsenal. Mm. Arsenal were no mean. You know, they won against arguably the best manager that, that the world has seen yeah. in Sir Alex Ferguson. He they beat that side quite, you know, quite profusely. You know, they they won a fair amount of times against them and took a couple of titles off them. You know, the the uh, 
uh, I think it was the 06 league, uh, Champions League final where uh, Arsenal got to the final against Barca. Yeah, Fabregas you was know, only like 16 or something, wasn't he? Yeah, Fabregas only 16 and, you know, Campbell, Campbell was playing in that game. You know, these players got two places in the game yeah. that not many people get to, especially in an undefeated season. Mm. And, and you know, I suppose if, if Beckham at his prime, if you would take prime, I'm going to use the word terminology, prime Beckham, if you were to take the the prime Beckham that's in this game and you were to rate him 84, there would be utter outrage, <laughs> right? There would be there would be murders. There would be... He's 88, isn't he? Beckham yeah, he's 88. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you were to take Gerrard and rate him as a gold, low-level gold, you'd be foaming. Yeah, but because you'd look at it and go, these players are influential, but these Arsenal players all were as well. I, I just, I just, you know, maybe I hold more stock in, you know, overall. I'm sure Spooky will be on my case and go, you're wrong. We've got a breakdown. We've got everything. Are you <laughs> saying even regardless? You're saying you're basically saying though, you're not talking about how they how they play or how beastly they are in game. You're talking about just as a kind of. Just put him at a, at a at a lower entry black ball, even if you want. You know, just put him as an eighty five or an eighty six overall. Even though yeah. the the individual stats, like Campbell, is an absolute beast. I'm looking at him here. His potential mm-hmm. for when he's like fully loaded, fully trained, mm-hmm. he's an absolute yeah. monster. Like, and he would be yeah. good. Um, I suppose. But I would say, as a as a respect level, you'd put them at uh, what they achieved in the game. They'd be black balls. Yeah, yeah. It's not putting Ronaldinho eighty eight put- maybe. Yeah, it's like putting Ronaldinho as a goal ball. People would come. People, people yeah. would be aiming, aiming their PS4s out of windows. I think this yeah. could be this this could be a good reason to have an extra color ball just for legends. So you don't need to differentiate between black, gold, silver, yeah. whatever. Just have them as a legend. Just have them as a blue, or have them as a green, or have them. Have like a, yeah, if you're gonna go colors, you just go like make them like a platinum ball. Yeah, or diamond or something like yeah. that, or whatever. So or, you... or just lend the or lend the Fortnite disco ball and you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone dancing on the pitch, you'd be fine. Actually, don't give them ideas. No, don't give them um... ideas like that. Anyway. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of ideas, I love how I can segue into. Yeah, I you're still love, too good I, at these, it now. these segues. Speaking of brand new ideas and, and actual crazy ideas, um, ourselves at Pez Universe, we've recently announced the uh, the classic corner that's coming to the website. And oh, I'll, uh, I'll, let, yeah. I'll let you I'll let you lead this. Oh man, you are many nights it. I've spent editing this site, editing this section on the site. So yeah, we announced it like we announced it there last week or a couple of days before that. Um, so it's pretty much just going to be a history of the series, really, starting from the very, very, very start and all the way up to PES 2019. And obviously, we're going to be adding to it all the time. So, say, obviously, PES 2019 now is just out, and we mm-hmm. have tons of content for that compared to something that, like, you know, say, Hyper Soccer, which was the first edition in the game's history. But we're going to continuously add to it. So. It's, it's that's pretty much what it is going to be. It's going to be multiple people, not just Pez Universe members. There's actually people across across the community, across different sites, across different forums. There's like the amount of people that have reached out to me and said, "Look, we've had our we've had our differences in the past. This is something that I'd like to be part of." You know what I mean? It's it's just been it's just been class. Like you know, like I had about a hundred and I was like a, over a hundred messages off people like actually looking to get involved. So. That would just tell you. That would just tell you the nostalgic factor of Pez and people that are like people were messaging me and they were like, "Oh, I have I have like I have old gameplay footage of like Pez Two. Would you feature that?" And it's like, well, yes. you know, is it recorded on 
is it recorded on a potato or is it recorded like actually that we can see what's on the screen and they're like yeah it's probably not the best quality I'll come back to you <laughs> and it's like okay but it's like it's starting that conversation where people are kind of thinking back to their favourite pays and thinking back to stuff like that so that's pretty much what it is in a nutshell but it's going to be we're going to be launching it by the time that this podcast comes out the first couple of games in the series will probably be up so you're talking about hyper soccer ISS and um, there was a, an edition of the game called Winning Eleven GQO. I can't pronounce it it was basically a J-League exclusive licensed uh, game that only oh, came out wow. in Japan so a lot of people mightn't have known about it but the same box art was used in that game that was used for Goldstorm so people would probably recognise a lot of the features in the game this was back in the time when it used to come out really really early in Japan mm-hmm. like the game used to come out like in May in Japan and then it would come out in October in in uh, Europe and stuff like that so yeah so um, them, them three games would probably be up so we're going to be dropping kind of like one game in the series like I won't say one a week but like one kind of there's not going to be really a structure to it it's going to be pretty much we're just going to drop them get people talking about them adding to it and stuff like that so Mm. yeah man that's pretty much it and it's just probably I suppose it's it's a bit of way of reliving classic Pez because like some people some people didn't play all the Pez games like they might have been too young or they might be newcomers to the series and they might want to go back and have a look at what Pez was like before you know obviously we have fond memories of Pez 1, 2 and 3 um and like you know Pez 6 and all those with Adriano and his golden foot and all that was 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 magic gameplay but you know obviously it's nice to go back and just I think it's nice to go back I'm a big I'm a big classic fan anyway so um yeah that's pretty much it in a nutshell what we're going to be doing so I suppose it's just about yeah I mean what's your favorite memory of Pez I'm just going to jump straight in there like what's your favorite memory of Pez pre say Pez 6 well, the, the easy, the easy. Oh, I say, yeah. You see, now that's good because you've you've yeah. you've used so the trump card it. there. This is what I'm asking you, a load of people that are getting in touch. I'm like, you've used the trump card there because normally everyone would go, <gasps> Adriano ninety nine. No, yeah. that's not where I'm going with this. What what I quite liked was the or my fondest memory was the first time they brought in the finesse shot, and they brought in that very specific animation that was for Thierry Henry uh, in Pez. I think it was Pez five. Yeah, I think it, it would was. Have been, I think actually it was Pez. Was it Pez four? I think or five? it was Pez four and, actually. Yeah. And you just get through on goal, and you'd you know you'd press your button combination, and you'd just see that little kind of Henri kind of sidestep, and he'd just roll it past the keeper, and it would just ah ah. Pez five seen... was like I remember because I'm like I'm writing all like the introductions, and I'm like people are like sending me what they remember, and I'm trying to make it like the first section of the part of the first section of each page is going to be like a brief introduction, so like certain gameplay changes that they had and stuff like that. So like I remember it was Pez Five that they like brought in the very first concept of player ID. So yeah. that like when you were on the ball with Zidane doing certain tricks, Zidane it wouldn't that he, it wouldn't be that he'd do them faster. It was just like that they were more natural in his movements, in his sprints and stuff. Ronaldinho mm-hmm. was another one. Um I yes. think I think Henri was, When they brought in the flip flap. Yeah, yeah. That was in uh. Pez five as well. There was like certain certain movements like even in Pez 5 there was well it was the first game that you could untuck shirts in edit mode <laughs> like it was Ali that was telling me that like the classic the guy that uh, is in charge of the uh, Pez Uni Legends Twitter Ali and uh, he's a fellow Irish man as well and he was saying like oh do you remember did you know that you could actually untuck your kits so players like Zidane who used to always have his kits kit untucked um, I think Rivaldo was another one 
mm-hmm. when you launched up the game, something as simple as that from Pez two thousand and or Pez four to Pez five, where it was like, Oh, but Zidane Zidane never wears his shirt tucked in. And then in <laughs> five he was able to tuck in and out his shirt, like you could change it match by match or whatever. That was kind of something that you wouldn't even think they'd include in edit mode, you know, from a game to game. So it was loads. It was the first one as well to launch into PSP, PES 5. Dropping facts here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of... PES 5 was the one where they made yeah. like massive changes to the player ID. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's obviously it's very like old-fashioned now when you look at the, look at the graphics and stuff um, and the player ID that they have now. But yeah, it was definitely a that lot was, of mechanics there. That was there. its launch point. Yeah, so the, you're, um, the you're only talking other about PES 5, I'd... yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I'd give an honourable mention to before I let you spin into yours, and I know I've mentioned this a ton uh, on the pod, um, was uh, International Superstar Soccer on the SNES. Oh yeah, that was where beast. you would, where you'd have the scenario mode, and like I said, if they were to bring back a scenario mode, it would be Fry from Futurama. Shut up and take my money, <laughs> because if, if they were to come back and go, yeah, we're going to give you in-game rewards for cracking in scenario mode on like hardest difficulties you know i remember vividly i think there was like a brazil you're three nil down as the usa with like 10 minutes to go and you had to do some stupid yeah craziness and get the ball yeah. off the get the ball off the pitch um but yeah that that trying to crack scenario mode was also a really good one really good one for me what yeah. about what about you bass you're you're two. Oh, man, you there's, two there's actually like there's so many there's so many and, and like the best thing about this was like i was actually re- i was actually reliving a lot of the stuff by just by writing stuff and and researching stuff and talking to people it was actually really nice to go back and think i suppose one of the things that always sticks out for me and I'd, i i suppose were the oranges players that was kind of one of the things that really sticks out to me with the Netherlands squad. And oh, I remember it's... manually changing them and be like arguing with my older brother over like who that was as a player. And this is in the days before the internet, really. So it wasn't just a case ah. of like Googling. Um, but, but there was an easier way around that, though, which, uh, again, I'll, 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 I'll let you into, is that your oranges were also the same in the club teams. As they were so... in the national, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. what you could actually do was well, you could reverse engineer it. So when you renamed them in the club, they'd also get renamed in the national. I don't know how it worked, but there's some weird thing where it actually... Yeah, I remember actually... I remember something to do with that you could edit. There was something in it, because now that you say that, because when you used to edit the stats, you could be able to edit the stats before in yeah. Master League in real time. So if you signed a player and you signed him for really cheap, you could just go into edit mode and edit his stats and make him 99 overall so your 17 year old youth player that you bought for 50,000 was now a 99 overall <laughs> so like I used to always do that like and I'd have like a team of super freaks running around absolutely beasting but um, yeah that was some, that was a memory as well I mean I, I think I think it was Pez Pez 2 or Pez 3 was one of the games I think it was Pez 3 I can't really really remember um, is that the one did it have cleaner on the front if yeah yeah Pez, front, Pez 3 yeah. I think I'm just trying to think was it was it Pez I think it was Pez 3 yeah with clean on the front and I remember it was it was um, I remember I had a Master League team in that with Roy Keane and he was just an absolute god for me like I just like I was just going through this very weird phase where he was after walking away from the Irish squad and it was oh. just like it was like the whole country either those, loved him or hated him and it was the big dramatic <laughs> yeah man and it was like half of my school friends were like oh he's this and he's that and I was like no but I still think he's a beast and he played for United and I sported United so I just made him the focal point of my squad and I think he was playing until he was like 
38 I played so many seasons and he was like playing until he was like old and <laughs> um, yeah, just random random memories I mean in, in recent times a lot of it would probably be MLO even taking it taking it to the to the new age stuff MLO I still remember like oh all those speed freaks on MLO Vandermerch and Barreto and Piatti and Mephela oh my god I remember the, the fake the fake uh, the fake Master League player or the the uh, the fake mas- uh, Master League players you could get um, there was like there was players or gems you could pick out so I remember vividly there was a centre back called Vanderbird oh who man was yeah Van- he was so fast absolute tank yeah <laughs> and there was a guy as well in the early versions of MLO do you ever remember your man Perea yes for Atletico yes. Madrid wasn't it or yeah, 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 yeah. he was like 95 speed <laughs> <laughs> like every single person you play in, in Master League Online would have him and like I think I had him and Pepe I think as my centre backs or Bruno Alves and the two of them were just like so overpowered it was unreal so yeah I mean there's lots of there's lots of stuff and I suppose the older you are the more memories you're going to have I mean I, f- I forget a lot of I still remember still remember like my brother my older brother got a PS2 for the first time and turned it on and just I still remember the sound like the sound of the start up of the whole console yeah. starting into Pez the intro I mean our intro for the podcast is obviously a classic Pez team as well so I'll let people decide let people guess which one that is but um <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I mean, it's easy. It's easy for people to forget that when you talk about Peds, you're not just talking about a game that comes out every year. You're probably talking about something that's, you know, you've like you've played all your life, and it's very hard to. I know I touched on this in the last episode, and it might be a nice place to 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 finish up, but it's very hard to to just kind of not be invested in Pez when you've yeah. grown up and your younger brother your older brother like your your best friends used to like rush home like we used to rush up at lunchtime we used to get like 45 minutes for lunch on a Friday in school when I was like in, <laughs> in secondary school and we used to literally rush up get a roll or get something in the deli and like a sandwich or whatever and be sitting down and try and get in two games of Pez like Pez <laughs> just to go in and just play and we'd be like we'd go from not talking to each other to slagging each other to like nearly fighting <laughs> with each other if we lost or won and it used to be like every Friday so I think this is just a way I suppose to include everyone that wants to I suppose tell their stories about Pez without it being preachy or without it being kind of like oh like look at us like we're doing this it's more of a kind of a, a community driven thing like there's there's people that have said to me you know like I want to get involved with this strictly because we love what you're doing and there's people that are like you know I don't want to get involved with this because we don't like Weza so that's kind of something oh. that <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Thanks. I'm only joking thanks. but it's thanks. just there has been people that have reached out and said you know like do you want some gameplay do you want some images or whatever so yeah. if anyone's listening and they want to get involved I'll, t- I'll tell you one man I'll tell you one man you might want to tap up um, Shales because he loves collecting <sighs> He loves collecting Pro Evo. Do you think that I haven't already? Already, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Shales is on board. He's on board big time. Yeah, Brilliant. he's one of the. He's one of the. First, he's actually. He's actually one of the the founding guys that I kind of ran it back a couple of weeks past him, and um, when I started, like I'm, I'm editing this since last. I'm editing this since January, so I'm editing nearly three months, like collecting wow. stuff, researching. I have like 
tons and tons and tons of like magazines like do you know do you ever remember the old official playstation magazines yeah like yes. them i've got all the old manuals of the games like the actual physical hold in your hand manual books oh, God. there's going to be scans going up of them there's going to be Wicked. oh man it's yeah it's really it's really like it's given like a pez it's given like a pez museum yeah it's like a pez book. museum basically yeah that's what i'm hoping it'll do so and then we'll just get we'll just rob Shales' Pikachu N64 because yeah, I've got cool eyes on that. Jaws light I've up as well. I've got eyes on that. <laughs> it's very cool, isn't it? I'd never it seen is, that one. I, I remember vaguely that it came out, but I'd never actually seen it turned on. So his yeah. little cheeks, like Pikachu's cheeks, are like glowing <laughs> in the dark. But um, yeah, at man. At least he's games. At least. <laughs> <laughs> I think we went down a we went down a, a weird path in talking about nostalgic Pez. But it's good to it's good, I suppose, to end on a on a positive note about classic Pez, and hopefully we can, I suppose, we can learn. Like, there's there's so many features that were in the old Pez games that could yeah. literally come back into the new, like the next Pez or the next Pez well, after we, this. We we saw that with random selection, didn't we? Yeah, massively. Random like, selection made it made a reappearance. Yeah. I think I think I think Pez's future can learn from its past. Oh, definitely. I think that that that's definitely my my kind of final thought. Its future can definitely learn from its past. And and remembering what its roots are. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I agree with you. I know it's close up for me. Totally, man. Episode three yeah. is done and dusted. That is it from me, the Midnight Kids. We'll be back same time, same place next yeah. week. Yeah, if we fancy signing up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, boys. That is it from me. Where's I let you say your good looks? Yeah, peace out, guys. In the and the you know, let us know what you think. Hashtag Team Wears, hashtag Team Baz. Yeah, and don't forget to check out the previous episodes as well if you want to catch up. That's episodes one and two, and we'll go from there. All right, lads, see you later. Bye.